0: fearless women seek out all manner of ghouls and ghosts.
1: Their passion for poltergeist pummeling is unrivaled. No house is
0: too haunted, no truth too terrifying for The Specter Seekers.
2: Evelyn Brookston had seen the ghost of Mary Hartness many times. Growing up in Hartness House in the small main town of Winterville, she was familiar with all of the ghosts that wandered its multitude of rooms. But on that night, six months ago, when Mary's ghost materialized before her, she immediately knew something was different about this visit. Mary's eyes were a deep black not their normal milky white, and Evelyn was filled with a sense of dread she had never received from the spirits of this house before. Over the next five months, Mary would become more hostile. Her hauntings became increasingly frequent and would leave areas of the estate in tatters. Unsettled by the abnormal behavior of the ghosts, Evelyn reluctantly enlisted the help of a local priest, Father Matthew. He tried his best, but was ultimately driven from the house, tormented by horrible visions. Two weeks ago, Evelyn, in a last-ditch effort, contacted Alton Coolidge, producer of the Spectre Speakers, and enlisted their help. Alton, not really believing Evelyn, took his time getting things ready for the four of you to investigate her claims. On your way to meet Alton at Hartness House, your van gets a flat tire, making you a bit late. In fact, you arrive around dusk, and in the fading light, Hartness House is more than a little imposing. Hartness House is several miles outside of the city proper, nestled in the aptly named Winterville Forest, and the trees that crowd in around the property give the impression of a great Jagged wall. The house itself appears to have been added to multiple times over the years with different architectural styles, giving it a patched together visage. Sitting directly in front of the house, you recognize Alton's pristine black 67 Impala. Alton, wearing a well tailored gray suit that matches his hair and eyes, is standing at the rear of the car, typing furiously into a smartphone with one hand while waving slowly with the other. As the four of you kind of climb out of the van, what do you do first?
3: Uh, First off, I made the van stop on the way here for coffee. Like, as soon as we passed a Starbucks, I said, hey, can we pull and over? And I said yes. And then when they were like, no, Destiny, we're not <laughs> close yet. Like,
4: <laughs> no. I, I pulled so over and got some yet. more food. <laughs> All
3: right. Okay, perfect. So then we've stopped at probably, like, every Starbucks on the way here then. <laughs> because I get coffee way too much, and I do, once we hit morning, um, as we're driving, I do buy coffee for the rest of the crew, but I get myself a venti, and I get everyone else, like, well, not a venti. Golly, gee, what are the sizes, right? The big one. I get the big one for me, and <laughs> extra like the large smallest one for everyone else.
0: Yeah, I go by ounces,
3: so like twenty-four ounce
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, get assume, everybody else yeah. Eight I assume eight this ounce. means
1: we stepped at stopped at every other
3: restroom as well.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a long road trip when you're uh, hanging with the Spectre Seekers, but uh, we take our time. We make it fun. I would say
2: at this point, you're probably all pretty acclimated to the road.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. we play cards a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 questions. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Would you rather?
2: Yeah, you've got Alton standing by his car. He's kind of waiting for all of you. He seems a little impatient as as you guys are getting out of the the van and the empty Starbucks cups kind of come flowing out with you <laughs> we
4: clean up as we go so every time we stop we throw away our cans and stuff
2: environmentally conscious i like yeah. it all right i should not have a suit
0: <laughs> we wouldn't litter
2: <laughs> so do you get uh do the four of you just immediately go up to him start getting your stuff ready
4: yeah i start getting my stuff out of the back of the car yeah i've been ready so i just get out but first, I finish my sandwich.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes. I do stop and reapply my makeup, and then... <laughs> yeah, I joins. think I stretch a little bit, and then grab grab my camera and start just kind of, like, walking around looking for some preliminary establishing shots. Nice. Of the house.
2: Nice. So, uh, Thelma, as you walk up to Alton, he finishes what he's typing into his phone and looks up and he says, Oh good, you're all here! Alright, um, so I I knew you were all gonna be late, so I didn't really have a chance to go in and, and talk to Evelyn, so you're gonna have to take care of the, uh, the interviews and everything. So, I've got a couple ideas for if this is another... I don't know, this... When I talked to this lady on the phone before, sounded like she was trying to kinda capitalize on the, uh, poltergeist incident, if you will. Anyways, I mean, this is a failing bed and breakfast. I'm pretty sure she just wants Do people's really money. you I think so. That's
1: not the perspective
3: that I got from this.
2: I mean, I didn't really look into it very much, but you—you know—most of these claims are—they come up to nothing.
3: Yeah, that's not what Google said.
2: I'm gonna—I'm gonna need to take care of cutting another couple of things, but can you guys go in and and start talking to her, get some good shots of the inside, maybe take a tour of the house? I'm gonna get some stuff ready out here, uh, but I'll be in in a little bit, okay?
4: All right. I... I start walking to the door. I don't even I don't yeah, I don't even respond to Alan. I'm just like, <laughs> just and then start adjusting
2: walking. your sound equipment, just like <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Thelma says, all right, let's get started. okay. you I'll stand here and film you. Go walk into the house. Yeah, yeah, let's get this scene.
1: Uh, I want to get this on camera, our first action with Mary. What was her last name? Or, oh, no. no, Evelyn.
2: Evelyn Brookston. yeah.
1: so I want to get this first scene with Evelyn.
4: Or stand at the appropriate distance with my sound boom. Perfect.
2: As the four of you enter into Hartness House, you can see that the interior of Hartness House is an eclectic mix of decorative styles that reflect the cobbled together nature of its construction. As you walk into the entryway, you're greeted by the smell of fresh baked chocolate chip cookies and an antique oak writing desk that appears to have not been moved since the house was originally built. Sitting behind this immaculately organized desk is a woman wearing a crisp powder blue pantsuit. Her parchment white hair is held together in a neat bun by two chopsticks. As you approach, Evelyn Brookston looks up from her daily crossword puzzle and takes stock of each of you in turn. Her emerald gaze is cold and calculating. She smiles, and the roadmap of wrinkles across her face smooths considerably. And she says, You four are the ones that are here to help me with my problem, aren't you? I can tell by the looks of all of you that we are going to get along swimmingly.
4: Okay, so um, I had hooked up the two hosts with uh, mics, body mics. Yeah. And, um... As soon as we walked in, I almost cartoonishly, like, guide myself to the smell of fresh cookies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, like yeah. you almost lift off the ground and start, <laughs> yeah. like, smell lines <laughs> floating towards him, yeah.
3: <laughs> I think the instant I walk into the house... Uh, my demeanor shifts a little bit where I was a little bit quiet talking with uh what's-his-face producer dude, which is how I feel about him, to be clear. Like,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah, no one cares about him. Okay, yeah.
3: What's-his-face producer dude? I I walk in and I'm like, hi, it's so wonderful to meet you. I'm Destiny and this is the crew of Specter Seekers. We are absolutely here to help you with your problem. Can you tell us a little bit more about it?
2: Oh, yes, yes. I can tell you a lot about it, actually. Actually, um, we'll, we'll go ahead and take a tour of the house here in a little bit. But first, um, I'm, I'm sure you, you know a bit about, okay, let me, let me start over. I've watched a bit of your show now. After the chance that I had to see the episode where you saved that little girl, I realized that my situation was very similar to that although the ghosts that have lived in this house have always been here they've been here since long before i lived here and they've always been quite nice i guess they, they've never really done an-
5: i scoff at that a little bit <laughs> i
3: look at her and say i understand ma'am not all ghosts are evil and Throw a little bit of a pointed look towards
2: Frida. <laughs> uh, she says, oh, thank you. Yes, the merry heartness herself tends to show up most often. She was always very nice, never really said anything, and just would usually show up with one or two of the children. I always got a very motherly impression from her, never any malevolence or anger. But in recently, within... In the last year, half a year or so, she's completely changed. She's, she's become very violent. And as we, as we take our tour, you'll see she, uh, she's been destroying parts of the house. It's, it's been hard for me to keep up with. I'm, I'm really here just by myself.
1: So your ghost is moving objects in the house.
2: Oh Oh, honey, she's doing more than moving objects. She's positively destroying them.
1: I have a huge smirk on my face because I'm really excited for the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Evelyn, about ready to, you know, give you guys a tour into the house. Do you guys want to maybe uh, the host split off with Evelyn, go see the house while the text kind of get some establishing shots... I'm sure Sophie wants to go find those cookies. Oh,
4: I'm already at the cookies. Like, I legit went to the cookies. I I have not been in the room the entire time. Okay. I just assumed you guys would find me on the tour.
2: <laughs> You're like, they're mic up. I got this.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> why I mic them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frida walks into the kitchen with the camera for the establishing shot, and she's just standing there, Sophie, with her, like, cookies stuffed into her mouth. <laughs>
2: just just kind of, like, catching place. this, like, uh, we'll edit this out
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Frida and Sophie, as you walk into this kitchen, the smell of fresh baked cookies is nearly overwhelming. And you can see that sitting on an island in the middle of the kitchen is a large platter of warm, almost steaming, freshly baked cookies.
4: I've already eaten three.
2: As you're eating these cookies, <laughs> Frida, you're looking around with your camera, getting some good establishing shots of the kitchen. And you're noticing that...
4: Thelma is
1: pointing out uh, shots that she should be taking. I'm trying to like Hmm. control the situation.
2: No, I like the idea of uh, Evelyn saw the two of you going for the kitchen and just immediately like, well, I guess we'll start the tour in the kitchen.
4: <laughs> right. The best place yes. to start a tour.
2: But uh, Frida, as you're getting these establishing shots, you're noticing a little bit of static in your equipment. You're you're getting a bit of uh, every every now and then when you start to pan across something in the room, you're getting a bit of static coming in. In the picture, do
4: I hear that on my Yeah, are we feeling anything as we're in the room?
2: You're not really feeling anything in your on your uh, sound equipment. Since you walked into the kitchen, you're picking up a very, very, very low hum. But you're a bit distracted by these cookies.
4: (laughs) Well, I think if I hear it, like I am a good sound tech. Okay, I think that if I hear it, I would probably go over to Frida and ask if she has any anomalies going on on her device. Well, do you have any specific
1: devices like for Ghost hunting?
4: Yeah, but I haven't whipped those out yet. Yeah. We're just you're, doing you're like interviews. I mean, we're we're right taking now.
2: a more grounded approach. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say like tape record like yeah, it's, yeah I it's just, have just my like my EMF.
4: So I asked Frida, do you have any anomalies on your
5: devices? Yeah.
4: I'm hearing this weird hum.
5: Yeah. Can I so okay, so is there like a would there be maybe like a mic that's also attached to the camera to where it's like if I were to pan the camera Basically what I want to see is if the if where the static gets most intense on the camera if that's also where the static gets most intense in her sound.
2: I would say her sound is more of a I'm probably, thing. probably rigged yeah. to
4: every human in the room though. Okay.
2: She's uh so Sophie's getting everybody's sound coming in on yeah. the same track. So okay. and that's why it's coming in cool. as a low hum for her, but for Frida yeah. every time you're your camera fuzzes out. It's also fuzzing out in your own camera audio a bit as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like Thelma would have one of I don't know what it's called those devices that with the electromagnetic uh, EMF?
4: EMF
2: electromagnetic frequency.
4: Yeah, she would I have, have it an in an like, my back pocket, and I haven't pulled it out yet. Uh, no, mine is out. I'm,
2: oh, she's <laughs> got her own. Yeah, yeah. I'm out she's and an, an expert. I'm, I'm moving
1: around the kitchen. I'm not concerned about the cookies taking at all. readings. No,
2: as all this is happening. Evelyn says, this is obviously the kitchen where I do most of my own personal cooking. And when this was a bed and breakfast, uh, it fed most of the rooms. There is a secondary kitchen at the back of the house for large parties. Let's go ahead and move on through the hallways to some of the rooms where the sightings usually happen.
3: That, that was going to be my question. Do, do the the specters tend to show up in all rooms of the house, or are there, there are places they're specifically drawn to?
2: Oh, there are definitely places they are drawn to, but the children can be seen usually in most places of the house. they are a bit playful and mischievous as children can be
0: <laughs>
5: so true so you think this plate of cookies is bringing some of the kids in here? i <laughs> I
2: was honestly hoping a little bit, but I we haven't had any honestly since Mary has been acting up a bit. There's been less activity with the children.
1: Ugh. Oh, do you think they're hiding?
2: Possibly. I haven't yeah. honestly. I I haven't had a m- much of a chance to talk to them as usually when I see them, they they disappear pretty quickly.
1: Very interesting. Oh, troubling.
2: Let's move on to this uh, down the hallway here, and she leads. Tries to lead the four of you out of the kitchen.
4: I grab a handful of cookies as I follow her
2: out. Okay. As the four of you are following her down this hallway, you can see that this is a hallway that runs basically on the outside of the building. And there are doors at even intervals on one side of the hallway all the way down. And then on the other side of the hallway are several different windows of varying heights and sizes, kind of all patched together. As she leads you down, she kind of mentions some of the different ones of, oh, this person put this in when it was owned by this person and this person put this in and she gets to about the third door down the hallway and she says well this is one of the rooms that usually gets the bulk of the activity this was mary's personal quarters and actually where she died Mm -hmm. and she opens the door to this room and as the four of you enter you see a chamber that is about 10 by 10 feet and normally you would get the impression that this room would have a bed and a desk and uh, maybe some personal effects and an armoire in the corner. At the moment it looks like all of these things that would have been in the room have been ran through a wood chipper and scattered back across the oh. room.
1: Oh, my. I push in, and with my... Uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to say EKG. <laughs> EKG.
2: <laughs> I'm going to defibrillate them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll run in and, like, start kind of investigating the room.
2: Okay. As the four of you are entering, Evelyn says, yes, and maybe I should have said before, with this being the room that gets most of the hauntings, this is really the room that Mary has destroyed uh, the hardest. As the four of you are looking around, um, I'm going to have everybody do a investigate a mystery roll.
5: Okay. So this is, okay. So for me, I have, um, one of my moves is I know my prey, which is I get plus one ongoing when knowingly investigating, pursuing, or fighting the breed of monster that caused your loss.
2: Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: Hmm, so would that be so for now, I guess I'm investigating a mystery But would that count now because it's a ghost mystery or
2: yeah, I think so I mean, it makes sense to me.
1: So this game we roll two Uh, Yes, in this game we roll
2: 2d6 and the way we determine what the outcome is is six or less is a failure seven to nine is a mixed success and ten plus is a success i believe 12 plus is like a great success you roll 2d6 add any modifiers that you have any extra bonuses and then there are certain things for inve- investigate a mystery on a failure obviously you don't learn anything really uh on a seven to nine you get hold one a hold is basically a question you get to ask about the mystery on a 10 plus you get hold three so you get Three questions that you get to ask about the mystery.
3: So I think for uh, for me, I rolled incredibly low. By that I mean oh, no. five, so not really that terrible, um, but still bad. And I think that for for Destiny, one of the reasons for that is that she's not really investigating the room. Uh, she's trying to kind of gauge Evelyn and talk to her okay. more and ask her questions kind of repeatedly about what's going on if you know if um okay what she knows about mary things like
0: that
2: so yeah while the uh the other three are kind of checking around the room and looking at things i would say that destiny you know talking to evelyn kind of gets some a little bit of information out of her, but it's it's a lot of her repeating things that you kind of already know about Hartness House and the history. I would say there's there's kind of one piece of information that she gives you about that usually when Mary appears, she tends to appear with two children with her. Mm-hmm. And lately, the children have not been there when she appears.
3: Okay. I think that I am writing that down. Okay. I have always viewed my job as more of like the the voice when I need to be especially since uh Thelma ends up being a little bit more hands-on as far as the investigation goes so I try to do a little bit more of the social side of things interact with the I, victim isn't the right word here but just our, our our informant and things like that okay yeah that makes sense
4: so I'm checking my sound equipment and I rolled a 10 okay so I get plus or, uh two bone or hold two
2: what are the two questions you want to so ask
4: so i'm using my device yes. um can i tell how many spirits are in the room with it
2: at the moment you aren't really detecting anything but that low hum is starting to get louder and you would get the impression that you might be surrounded by spirits like this place is very crowded ghost hot <laughs> Not maybe not the best way to describe that.
3: I'm ghost hot. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then d- you have a second question
4: Is there anything that um, Meriwether avoids or like
2: Meriwether? Yeah, what's
4: her name?
0: Mary. 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 <laughs> Mary.
5: Just, the Mary. Just, Mary.
0: just a single
5: Mary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, uh, all right.
0: It's
5: so confusing. different. Meriwether comes haunting the hallways. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: <he's> a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) really cool
2: (laughs) as you're you're kind of tweaking with your sound equipment you ask that to evelyn Mm -hmm. and evelyn says well i've i've noticed that before things got bad that she mary tended to stay away from areas of the house that had cast iron fixtures You'll you'll see some of those as we get deeper into so the house. So she
4: doesn't like the bathroom.
2: No, but not not. It's mostly where the cast iron is.
4: Cast
3: iron tubs, dude. Oh, That's we have old mostly
2: house. porcelain tubs in this oh. in this house. Yes. Um.
3: Don't just make assumptions about other people's tubs. <laughs> I'm uh I'm sorry I'm for the confusion. Typing this into my watch right now. <laughs>
2: But she says she she tends to stay away from cast iron. But since she's been acting up, I've noticed that there are areas of the house that have intricate stained glass. And during the day when the light is shining through them, Mary will actively avoid going through that light. Hmm. But it's only from the stained glass, the colored glass.
1: Because of the iron force, between force. the glass?
2: That's possible as well.
1: Uh, Has she done this in the past before she became hostile? Did she avoid iron?
2: Yes. Yes, she did.
1: So she's always avoided cast iron.
2: Yes. Most of... Well, now that I come to think of it, all the spirits in the house avoid the cast iron. Hmm. Frida, did you... You were gonna investigate as well? Yeah, I
5: rolled a 12. We all... We're really investigating. I'm looking through that lens finder like crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great. Alright. I guess... I'll ask, um, so since this Mary ghost has become hostile, has she been hostile just against the house or against you and or other ghosts? I feel like that might be a lot of questions in one. <laughs>
2: Good question. Oh, no, that's, that's actually, I'd say I'd kind of use both your holds for that but like that's that's a good line of questioning going there Um, so Evelyn says well she she hasn't been very hostile towards me she's definitely been hostile towards the house she's she's been ripping up several different parts of the house but I think that's in her her frustration because when Father Matthew was here he complained very much of being attacked by Mary I didn't see a lot of it he he made me leave the house while he tried tried to um exercise her I'm assuming and after about 2 days in the terrible. house he started to complain of horrible visions like Mary was trying to take control of him
3: hmm. possession and have you experienced anything like this yourself
2: no no, Mary, Mary has, she's been violent around me, but not directly at me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Although I was inadvertently hurt by her. And uh, as she says, this, she pulls back one of the sleeves of her pantsuit, the right sleeve of her pantsuit. And she shows you a recently um, stitched up uh, gash on her arm. And she says, this is actually how I I, I stumbled across who the four of you are. Um, After one of Mary's particularly violent nights a few weeks ago, she had broken a few windows. And as I was cleaning up the glass, one of the children appeared to me and startled me very badly, honestly. And I dropped the glass that I was holding and it, it cut me very badly. And in the emergency room, while I was waiting, I saw the episode of your program where you saved that little girl. So coming home, I I did a little bit of research on the internet. You all are familiar with the internet? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've only recently started learning about it.
5: (laughs) It's a magical place.
2: I did some research on on you and saw that you, you seem to be good people, so...
1: Well, I think you did call the right people.
2: I really, I'm hoping you can help.
1: Absolutely, we can. Hey, it's me, Carrie. I hope you're enjoying this special episode dedicated to women in tabletop gaming. First off, we would like to thank Renee and Becca from Fate and the Fable Maidens. It was really a joy to play with the both of you. And we would like to thank you so much for listening. And second, if you're a Fable Mate joining us for the first time and you're interested in listening to The Beholder's Eye, well, Thank you. And please be aware that with the exception of this special, we are labeled explicit due to some swears. We wouldn't want anyone to experience an unfortunate situation. And third, if you're a fan of ours and you're not listening to Fate and the Fable Maidens, where have you been? You can find them on iTunes and all podcast apps. I encourage you all to engage with us on Twitter, our handle is at beholder underscore S fate in the fable means can be found at, at fate FM cast. Michelle is at lay underscore Z monk. Renee is at Ray D N R and I'm at chirp the rogue. And finally your DM Andrew is at your DM Andrew. If you'd like to support our show, The best ways are to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much with our visibility as our only promoters are you, the listeners. You can also become a member of our Patreon. This enables us to improve our quality overall as well as providing more content. Lastly, I would like to thank you again for listening and enjoy the continuation of The Specter Seekers.
2: Looking at this room, um, the four of you can tell that you're not really going to get much else from it. As you're leaving the room, though, Sophie, you get a text message from Alton Mm -hmm. that basically says, hey, grab Frida, come outside. I need you guys to help me with something.
4: All right, I get Frida's attention. Okay, we walk through the kitchen again, and I grab more cookies.
2: Well, I'd say uh, Destiny and uh, Thelma, would you want to continue on? Would you wait for them?
1: Investigate the rooms. Okay. Yeah. Around the house, yeah. I would. Well, they go we got see B footage right now. Yeah, so I figure as hosts would stay with Evelyn, mm-hmm. and maybe come up with a game plan of what what we wanna uh record next, yeah you guys
4: scope well, out the rest well, we of the, the house next. i am satisfied with the tour already because we made it through the kitchen
5: yes <laughs> i probably grabbed a cookie too yeah good though not as many i, I grabbed a few more for you because i know you're gonna want more
4: <gasps> i nod and smile in approval
5: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys going
4: outside to the yeah booth? so we grabbed cookies and we're walking out the door <laughs> to all right own.
2: I'm going to stick with Thelma and Destiny for a minute and then we'll do okay. what happens Sounds outside. Cuckoo. Thelma and Destiny, you follow Evelyn through a couple more rooms and she shows you a similar scene each time. A room that's been mainly just destroyed. Windows have been smashed out and where the first few rooms that you come through that this has happened to, you can see where Evelyn has tried to at least clean up a bit, organize things a little bit better, cover up some of the broken windows. And as you get a little bit deeper into the house, you can see that been taking a toll on her and she's not been able to do as much of the work as she'd like to. Mm -hmm. As you get about halfway through the house, you come across a hallway that has two crisscrossing stairwells on either side of it that connect all the parts of the house to the different floors. So this is kind of the main middle hub of the house and as you get there evelyn explains that this was built to facilitate the ability to add more rooms onto it because her father and some of the people before him wanted to expand this place and kind of capitalize on the heavy ghost activity that was there mm. she says kind of in passing even she says huh, there's even rumors that the the government might have been doing some sort of experiments, but I've been over every inch of this house and I've never found any se- secret bunkers. And gives you a little wink. <laughs> but no. as you're standing in this stairwell area, you start to get this feeling that something's not right the temperature of the room drops a little bit this is kind of an aside but at the same time sophie you're picking up on their mics like them talking to evelyn and all that but as they walk in they kind of get quiet for a second as they're feeling this and you start to hear the static pickup on their channel really loud Thelma and destiny you you've kind of had a little bit of experience with the ghost before so you're you're feeling something similar to that and evelyn perks up she says oh well i think that mary might you might to get to meet her sooner rather than later
4: i tell (gasps) frida what's going on and i immediately turn around like Uh, well we'll we'll um. jump
2: back to that because as this is happening as the two of you are just getting outside and you can see your van sitting next to alton's car and you don't see alton anywhere but you see that your van door is wide open one of alton's car doors is wide open his trunk is also popped open and there is like a duffel bag kinda hanging halfway out of the trunk and it looks like there might have been a bit of a scuffle there. So like this is what you're looking at as you guys come out, and then you start hearing Mary possibly showing up back in the house.
4: Okay. Ah.
2: So what do you what do you two do? Are you gonna stay there and see if you can figure protection. out what happened to Alton? Yeah,
5: I go check out
4: my van. Real quick.
5: <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll run up to the to the car to see where Alton might have gone. Like, hi, Alton. Nice joke.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna have both of you roll me another investigative mystery.
5: So this one wouldn't be ghost specific. This is no. Where this is, Alton.
2: is what happened to Alton. Yeah.
5: Okay. I rolled a seven. I rolled a ten.
2: So you, I believe, you get a hold one, and Frida gets a hold two.
5: Yeah, Frida gets yeah. a hold two.
2: Who wants to go first?
5: Frida can go. Cool. Um, I guess I want to see... Because I guess... So it looks like there is a struggle. Yes. So I guess <laughs> my d d instincts are... I'm like, I want to, like, roll some sort of, like, nature and, like... See where tracks went. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yeah, no, but I guess if there's some, some trace as to where Alton, Alton went, you could ask about
4: footprints. Yeah. You can see if you can see any footprints or anything on the ground.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, yeah, that's like one of your, that'll be one of your holds is basically what happened uh, to, like, where did he go? So it looks like, or in, in the, in the struggle, it looks like Alton was starting to be pulled away from the, like he went from kind of getting messed up at the back of the his car to trying to go for the van because he knows it's a safe space. And oh. he got tackled right before or right as he was opening the van door and then started to get dragged off. And then all the tracks just stop.
5: Oh, no. Uh, this is what happens. You see, this is what ghosts do. They steal people.
2: Hmm.
5: Ugh. So that's the first question. Yes. Yeah, that's one. Yes, I tell, I communicate all of that to Sophie that he got dragged off.
2: <laughs>
5: I'm like, where did it go? I don't know. He's just gone. It just disappears. And then I guess, well, I mean, I guess in my my what I just said, I assumed it was a ghost because we're here with the ghost. But yeah,
2: so um, would that
5: be something to that? I guess would be my second question. Is it? Do I assume it's a ghost? Is it a, as opposed to? I don't know, maybe he's pulling some prank on us or... Oh,
2: yeah, perfect. Um, So this does not look like anything he had planned. As you start to look around...
4: I check to see what's in the duffel bag.
2: Yeah, okay. You start to look at the the duffel bag, Sophie, as Frida's kind of wondering, you know, what was actually going on here? And the two of you together, you know, open this bag and you see that Alton had some supplies that would aid him in staging some ghost activity hmm. if something wasn't happening here and he was in the hmm. process of pulling that out and getting that ready when he was attacked so you can definitely tell that this was not anything he staged this
4: so uh, immediately attacked. after i find this out i tell Frida about the noise that i was hearing on my headset and tell her we should rush back in to see what's going on
2: okay so the two of you go rushing back into the house and as as you are you realize that you're actually no longer hearing their voice track like it cut out Uh while you guys were kind of you you were more looking at what you were doing and didn't quite notice it but now that you're going back in the house you notice Thelma and Destiny as you're standing with Evelyn in this middle section of the house you this this kind of sense of dread and these this cold temperature just starts to get more and more intense until finally it comes to a head and from behind you you're all you're all kind of looking one direction in here from behind you you hear a little uh boy's voice say are
0: you here to help help our mother
3: uh i whirl around uh is there like
1: a a window that we can see out to the van from this room
2: there are at the very top so it's this is basically a three-story room because it's got the uh, it's a three-story house it's got the stairwells going up but at the very top like third story there are windows that come in but nothing on ground level here so you can't see what's going on out in the van or anything like that Uh, but as you guys kind of whip around and you're looking at a ghost that seems to be no more than eight to nine years old it's a little boy and he he looks dressed in a pretty simple shirt and pants of the era b- just before the turn of the century did when, I get when all the kids him saying
4: that on recording like
2: stuff is cut out from your side
4: I'm trying to fix it right now
2: okay um actually
4: um and I think that act is... under pressure yeah
2: yeah yeah so as you're running in um, you're trying to fix your sound stuff yeah so nine nine as you're messing with your gear as you guys are kind of running through this hallway this hallway is long and as you're running through it it starts to almost seem like it's elongating a little bit like you guys have been running down this hallway a really long time Uh-oh. but you're you're flipping through your you know your different channels and trying to adjust things and as you're doing that you start to pick up a channel but you're it's not Thelma and Destiny's channel you don't know whose channel it is and you're getting a weird voice coming through that just keeps saying get out get out
4: do I
1: get scared get
2: out a little bit yeah
1: do you get scared Sophie yeah I'm I'm yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're
2: scared but it's it, like just as fast as you found it, you kind of mess with it a little bit more and it goes away. And now you are in Thelma and Destiny's channel. And you hear them talking kind of m- almost mid-conversation to this little boy. And the little boy is, says, you you need to help our mother. She's, She's been hurting us.
5: <gasps> that was Becca. That was <laughs>
3: I lean down and I'm, I'm trying to kneel down and talk to him and say, can you tell us when this started happening, anything you've noticed? I I will do everything I can to help your mother.
2: He says, "Well, she she's been I I don't know. Time it's kind of confusing for us, but she's been mad at us for a while now, and we don't know why. Um, a few few of the other children have just disappeared. We don't we don't know what happened to them, and we're we're all afraid that we're we're gonna go next. Something's something's in her. It's 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 eating her. I understand. You have to help her."
3: This is not how your mother would act normally.
2: No, our mother is kind.
3: I understand.
2: Destiny's, you know, talking to this little boy. Sophie and Frida, you know, come bursting into the room. And the little boy turns and takes one look at them and disappears.
4: Oh no, we scared him.
2: But as he disappears...
1: Thelma says, don't go!
2: Frida... On your camera, you pick up an after image of him that sticks around for a second and he kind of just stares at the camera. Ah! <laughs> so he's like just staring deeply into the camera and his eyes kind of flash black a little bit and then disappear.
0: Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. And he disappears. Who is that? <laughs>
5: Who are you just talking to? Who is that boy? A boy. He needs our help. Yeah, okay. His.
3: Frida, his, his mother. There's something wrong with her. With Mary, we, yeah, she's an evil ghost.
5: We got to put him tro- put them all to rest. These ghosts have never They're hurt children. anybody before. I don't These know. Alton's
4: haven't. gone now.
5: Yes, yeah, that's the we lost. Alton, Alton is way, missing. Oh, way. Alton is gone. Way, yeah, way. so we went what?
4: out to the text, and he just was not by the car. It looked like he had gone to a kerfuffle and was dragged off. Well, that's unlike him. Did you find
3: his phone? And we're sure he didn't go grab like a burger or something? He's like seriously
5: gone? He's gone. These are bad ghosts. This is a bad place. We gotta get rid of them, save Alton, film the show, be heroes, and be on our way. I hear what you're saying, and I'm
3: all about being heroes, but we've got to ask ourselves if there's more going on here.
2: Uh, we Destiny, need to help
3: these children.
2: Or, uh, Thelma, as you say that, your phone starts to ring. Oh, right! And you see that it's Alton calling you.
1: It's it's the uh, Jurassic Park
2: <laughs> theme song. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's that's your the, your phone ringtone. I love yes, it. it is. But yeah, you see that it's Alton calling. Are you going to answer? speaker yes. Speakerphone or just, I answer I
1: mean, Alton. Alton, where are you?
2: Uh, through the phone. As soon as you answer it, you immediately hear. You put it on speakerphone. Yeah. Immediately hear static, a very loud static coming out of it. And Sophie and Frida, you're both almost deafened by the feedback between this and your microphone's picking it up and the static that was already there. Yeah. And it kind of winds out for a second and then peters out. And through this, now everyone can hear that same voice that Sophie heard just saying, Get out, get out. Get out, over and over again.
4: Thelma says, we're not going anywhere. I say, Uh, I've heard that. I heard that when I was running to come and get you guys.
2: The voice starts to get a little bit more intense and says, get out, you will die. Get out. I
4: grab a cookie and start
2: eating it.
1: (laughs) I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm trying to
4: pretend like I'm not. (laughs) I'm nervously eating a cookie.
5: Is, uh, Is Evelyn here? with us.
2: Yeah, Evelyn is kind of standing in the corner at this point, just shaking a little bit and you can see that she's got a tear rolling down one cheek and she's just kind of talking to herself, not really at you guys and she's just like they've they've become so
1: Is this Mary?
2: Angry? No, no, that was that was Oliver. Oliver? Yes, he's he's one of he's one of the only ghosts that I've I've actually talked to. Most of them don't say much, but he's He's a nice young boy. He was Mary's son. Oh. He was closest to her.
5: So this is not Oliver's voice on the phone.
2: No, that voice. Uh, she says, I, "I've, I've never heard that voice before." But
5: does it sound like Alton's voice?
2: No, not at all.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, I've, ne- I've never heard that voice before, but I think I might take its advice. Do you? Do the four of you have somewhere that you could take me to be? to be safe?
1: Let's go out to the van. I say we all go out to the van and regroup right now. Yeah,
5: let's let's go before these ghosts hurt any more people. I will walk very
4: quickly in front of everyone. Yeah, we need to come up with a game plan before we move forward.
3: I uh, chug the rest of my coffee, look around the room, drop the cup on the floor, and walk out after them.
2: Perfect. As the four of you start to leave this, this stairwell room, you go back into that very long hallway, and Immediately, Sophie and Frida, you start to feel that same weird feeling of like, you guys are walking along, but this hallway never seems to get any shorter. And Evelyn actually starts to speak up and say, Is, is anyone else noticing this? I've walked this, this hallway a really hundred times. Yes,
1: It's not normally like this.
2: No, this is not normal. And as she says that at the other end of the hallway from you the far end you see alton step out from what would be mary's room huh.
1: from the opposite side of the hallway. Well, in the yes room from the far end of the hallway destroyed
2: from yes the room that was just completely destroyed that first one that yeah. you really took a look at as Al- alton steps out of this room even though he is easily what seems like a hundred to two hundred feet almost Away from you, you all.
3: I was thought. I thought you were gonna say tall, and I was like, "Whoa!"
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a giant ghost man. You can see that. Y- you almost get can see him in perfect detail at this distance. There's this weird, almost an optical illusion f- effect happening with the the hallway, and you see that his normally well-tailored suit is in tatters and his eyes are glowing in intense black.
4: Mary got him, Mary got him.
2: He's got a a faint shimmering aura all around him. And as he opens his mouth, he doesn't move his mouth as you hear what he's about to say. It just kind of opens and all of this comes out of it. And he says, all of your souls are mine now. You will not. Leave this area. You trapped me before, but now I will consume you.
1: Oh, Jinkies, guys, I think we better go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As the four of you start to react to this, you feel an immense amount of force on your bodies. Not unlike a great gust of wind, but there's no wind that moves past you. You just feel forced backwards and suddenly to the side and all four of you and Evelyn are tossed through the windows in this hallway out into the yard and you all land about 15 feet away from the cars. (laughs) And as you're looking back at the house, you can see this hallway from the outside that you would have been in and it's back to being like the normal size that it should be. and looks perfect perfectly normal, but you can see Alton for a moment and he just fades away.
3: In one of the windows? Yeah. Okay. Do we sense that anything has come with us? Mostly by we, I mean me.
2: No, no. you, You feel no real connection to anything that's like, nothing's really followed you out of the house. But as the four of you get up and start to take Stock of your surrounding, you can see that the road that you came in on is gone, and that wall of trees around the property has closed completely huh. and now appears to be an actual physical wall trapping all of you in to the area of Hartness House. The Specter Seekers have gotten themselves into quite the predicament this time. How will they escape this haunted house of horrors? Will they save the day or will they die? Find out next time on the exciting conclusion of The Specter Seekers!